Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. Great to be together today as we have this Faith Baptist podcast this morning. I just want to mention, if you're not aware of it, we do have a weekly podcast called Help for the Home or Hope for the Home. And uh, that is a separate podcast where just one message after another on marriage and uh, raising children and having a good balance in your home. And so you can find that on uh, at our uh, website or in the podcast um, apps, I guess it would be the right word. Um, but it's uh, various preachers uh, throughout the years, many of them very old messages, some more current, but all good, solid uh, Bible-believing people who have a love for the home. I have a written email, Morning Moments, that goes out uh, most every day, at least Monday through Friday. And perhaps that's something to that'd be more of a blessing. I know sometimes I would rather read than listen. Listening takes a lot of time, and I can read pretty fast. I can get through a, an outline or a truth and, and get the information much quicker. But whatever's good for you, you, you can sign up for that email on our church website. And then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I have a, a YouTube video. A, how about this? A Rumble video that is my morning moments video. And uh, you can find that in our uh, church YouTube channel or on Rumble, FBC Wildemar. And uh, anyway, both locations, those are available. But I appreciate you jumping in with us today for a moment or two. And, and with uh, the end of the year, um, the holiday times, I hope we remember Thanksgiving, uh, not just on Thanksgiving, but, but Thanksgiving, a spirit of gratitude and Thanksgiving, how good God is and how faithful he is. I was out with some of our folks um, in organizing and inviting people to some of our big day services. Uh, we had, I'm going to say, 16 or so different services around the community, outside in parks and different places. And, um, of course, it's always a blessing. We bring some groceries and, and just have a Thanksgiving service out in public. We want people to be reminded that it's God who gives us all things. And we try to meet some earthly needs, but we want the, physical, the spiritual need met, most importantly. And there are some folks that we ran into, and they had several pickup loads of groceries. And we had met in a park uh, just with our workers to scatter out and organize. And these people were there passing out groceries. And I'm, I'm thankful. Aren't you that if you were hungry, wouldn't you be thankful for some groceries? And this group was giving groceries out to people that came by and asked. And and I uh, heard one of the really gracious gentlemen gave him some groceries and he kind of knelt down that people were in their car and he knelt down and said, is there anything I can pray for? Do you need prayer? And uh, he prayed for him and I'm thankful somebody's prayed for him. But I, I sat there thinking, tell them Jesus saves. And, and, um, and, but you know what? Um, they were doing what they knew how to do and they were doing what they felt they could do. And I'm sure they made those people a little more thoughtful that there's a God in heaven. And uh, I think those people were reminded. Now, um, I tried to get to some of those people when while I was there to get them a track and explain the gospel to them. But uh, let's, be, let's be grateful and not be critical. And, and uh, let's thank God for how good he is and how much good we enjoy in America. 
And uh, with all that being said, I'm going to be kind of kind of mean and ornery. Uh, so if you're if you're not in the mood for some old fashioned ideas or some mean and ornery uh, philosophy or some I remember when, maybe be good just to shut this off now and say, isn't that Bruce Goddard a friendly guy talking about Thanksgiving? But uh, I want to take a moment and just just talk about some I remembers and how I was brought up and how I still live. Um, for a, a clear thought of where I'm headed, I remember when people cared about their appearance and they didn't want to be slobs. How's that? As boys, we were told to tuck our shirts. And, you know, in school, I mean, public school, I didn't grow up in a Christian home in Christian schools, but in the public schools, we had to tuck our shirts in. Um, girls uh, were had their hair combed and fixed up and pulled back or braided. Uh, their hair just wasn't, uh, you know, washed and ratty or dreadlocks or whatever. Uh, now we're not. I'm not in this. I'm not talking about picking on people who are poor. And and I've traveled to third world countries, and we've spent an awful lot of money on those third world countries. And those people are precious to God. I'm talking about people who can do better, who know better, and who could do better. And what is it that's influencing us to be slobs? Uh, I've got a picture of my grandpa. My mom's got it, but I've seen it and. I think it might be my favorite picture of the old days. And I've been on the family farm in north central Iowa. And um, that uh, that picture is the my grandfather, my mom's dad, and three or four, maybe five of the brothers and other men. It was Sunday afternoon. The ladies were cooking dinner. And the men were standing there with their shotguns uh, where the cornfield met the areas where people, you know, the yard of the house and all. And uh, they all had their shotguns, and they all had their suit coats on. They all had their white shirts on and ties and their hats. And that's just how they lived, especially on a Sunday. You look sharp. It was God's day. Now, these guys weren't Bible-reading Christian people, but uh, you know they were headed out probably to hunt some pheasant. But um, you know what's important to us? We do dress up for still. Inaugurations, graduations, weddings, funerals, and even in the old days, um, executions. Uh, go to court. You dress up. Your attorney will tell you if you're being tried. If you, you're going to go to court. You dress. You look sharp. Uh, many years ago, when our kids were little, we'd watch some TV now and then. Kind of not really. We'd watch some videos, uh, uh, VHS kind of things. But I remember this one uh, kind of a cliffhanger series we watched, old black and white thing. No bad language or anything. But you know, it was gangsters and good guys. And the gangsters, as well as the good guys, they all wore suits. You couldn't tell if it was a fight. You couldn't tell who the bad guys and good guys were. But what we always laughed at is you'd get in a fist fight, knock down, wrestling around, punching each other, and their hats never came off. That was kind of the thing. All right, watch. Here's another fight. See if their hats come off. Uh, but these guys were sharp. And I always thought, if I, would, I want to go back to the days when men wore suits and wore those classy gangster hats. And uh, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but... Um, I remember going to the airport. We lived in, our family moved from Iowa to Southern California. So uh, relatives, when they were able to, either drive out or fly out and spend a few days with us. And they always wanted to see Hollywood and different places, you know, this famous sites in Southern California. But I remember going to the airport. We didn't fly anywhere. And we didn't have any money to fly. But I remember going to the airport to pick people up. And everybody at the airport was dressed sharp. I mean, suits and ties and beautiful dresses. And if you went to the airport and you were going to travel, you dress nice. Because you were doing something as important. Um, today, 
And you go to the airport, it looks like people are headed to the beach or to bed. They're just slobs. My secretary, Nancy Mitchell, she was a secretary for many years, um, she'd say when they were children, teenagers, young adults, you never went to town, never even dream of going to town without dressing sharp and wearing your gloves. Always you wore gloves. She was my mom's age. Um, you know, I was thinking about, do you remember the, the show? And again, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I probably watched TV that did not be approved of today and I wouldn't have in my house. But I remember that show, Happy Days. And, uh, you know, Fonzie's looking in the mirror, combing his hair just right. And they, they, they ironed their clothes and combed their hair. And the girl's hair was pretty. And they ironed their jeans in those days. And they were, it was people wanted to be sharp. And today, I'm still shocked when, when uh, people go to the store in what looks like pajamas. I mean, slippered feet. You see people in these ridiculous bedroom slippers and outward clothing that allows the underclothing to be revealed. It's everywhere. And I, I just can't even fathom that. The idea of going in public and anybody seeing me in anything other than being properly clothed. And I was in, I grew up in a home where my natural father, until he left, uh, I was nine or 10 years old, I guess, when he left. I mean, nobody left the house that wasn't clothed. And especially the adults, I mean, as boys, we might be in cut off jeans and even without a shirt when we were little. But, but, but man, that's, that's how children dress. And, but we were still clean. Hair would be combed and, and um, but normally we left the house, even the kids, we look sharp. Um, and, you know, th that, that uh, culture that we're in today, the clothing that reveals things that shouldn't be revealed. And it reminds me of as a kid, my brother and I were, we would, my parents both worked and we'd go to babysitters for a while. And that was when we were too young to be home alone. But I remember... Uh, this one babysitter we had, she had natural, National Geographic magazines, and we used to sit and look at, we just gawk at these heathen people. They were covered with tattoos and piercings and, uh, and, and beyond casual to immodest clothing. And I got to think, well, it sounds just like things today. But we accepted this primitive style of, of appearance, and we accepted in, in our culture in America, we've accepted their primitive beat of their music, and it's in our churches um, I understand a culture, uh, they may not have adequate clothing and, um, you know, they're just glad to have any clothes. They don't care if the clothes fit, but that's um, just the best they can. But it's a style. It's fashionable. It's expensive. The, the ghetto look, the poverty type clothing that doesn't fit and sags and droops and, and uh, you know, things triple size too big and and, uh, you know, that, that's a statement uh, of some kind. Maybe a statement says, nothing impresses me. I don't need to look sh good or sharp. And I don't, okay, you know, and, and it, it's a gangster style. It, um, the gang signs in young people's photographs and, and the stupid facial expressions. Nobody wants to be sharp and, and admirable and professional. You know, in the business world, they'll, they'll have a dress code and they'll say, this is business dress. When you're here, this is the style of dress. Um, but this, this dress down fashion and the slob fashion, it's everywhere, including the churches. One of the men that attended our church, uh, he came for a while, a sharp young man and, and his wife and, and just a real nice couple. But he said, preacher, I wear a tie every day to work. I'm not about to wear one on Sunday. <laughs> and I thought, okay. Um, you know, and he was, he was, of course, loved and accepted. 
and uh, happy to have him as a part of the ministry. But I thought it's funny he'd wear his best for gold and he'd wear his worst for God. But that's, you know, it's between him and a, another good man, our church, a retired cop, just a great guy. And he came to me, he retired to our area, and he said, Preacher, you accomplished what I said would never happen. I said, what, What's that? And he said, You got me to put a tie on. And he said, I'd worked for years and in a tie as a detective. And, and he said, Then, of course, and I was in church in a tie. And I moved out here and I thought, I'm never putting a tie on again. And then he, and then he met us and, and he's sharp. What a great guy. And I, I miss having him around. His health's really not been good and in uh, some special homes and all. But, but, you know, somewhere the pride of looking sharp and the desire to have an orderly appearance has slipped away. And I think that's important, orderly. Do, things all, do all things decently and in order, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. Um, look orderly. You know, everything God does, you ever look at a flower and see the order of the petals and, and all the parts of the flower in a sunset and space? You know, the stars are arranged in an orderly fashion. The hair and the coloring on an animal is usually very orderly. Um, it's, you know, there's some there's some crossbreeding that, that kind of throws a throws a scrambler into the, the coloring of things, but but most things are orderly. <clears throat> and um, how a how chickens and roosters and pigs and cows live. It's orderly. And then along comes people. And, and uh, you know, and it's not, I don't buy that we don't care because we want our cars clean and sparkling. And um, we want our homes sharp and admirable. The, you, you know, a guy, a garage like mine, no one's proud of that, but they'll be proud of their garage being ordered and, and, the, and the really classy toolboxes and and tools all hanging in their place or in the right drawers. And, you know, whether it be bicycles or off-road vehicles, people want them washed and polished. And then, and then we leave our, let our children leave the house looking like street urchins. Hey, do you remember the humor when I was a kid, people used to laugh at a lady who'd leave the house with her curlers in her hair. You think, oh, what is wrong with that woman? And, and uh, it was shocking. Now think, you consider, I mentioned the dress of the, the people back in the happy days shows and but they, they dress sharp, even if they were complete heathen. Consider that, uh, you think about an Elvis Presley and that crowd of rock and rollers. I looked up one time, what did it, not what things cost today. I mean, if you have an Elvis Presley suit today, you can auction it off for millions probably. But, but what did Elvis Presley spend on a suit? Um, I looked at several different things, and, and his, his suits cost between $2,500 and $65,000 a suit. And that was a long time ago, late 50s, early 60s. Don't tell me that looking sharp doesn't matter in our world. I don't accept that dress doesn't matter. I watch athletic teams in their uniforms, airline employees in their professional attire, private schools in their uniforms, and of course our military. Uh, who can deny the, the attraction of a, of a military man in his dress uniform? So this, this slob mentality, I believe it's a danger sign of where our society is going. I think it is turning to a, a primitive culture, a do-what-I-feel-like culture, a no-lines culture. Uh, when the clothing, you know, the clothing of Jesus was nice enough, they divided his, his different garments among them. And then his coat was so nice that they drew straws and basically gambled who would win his outer cloak. And, you know, third world countries all see the poorest of the poor 
walking to school. But in a lot of these countries, boy, the clothes are clean and pressed in their uniforms. You know why? Because those parents and the teachers know that if you look sharp, it changes the way you behave and it changes your your ability to learn. In American schools, they've surveyed the same group of kids, either in uniforms or in casual clothing. And in casual clothing, kids are, are more um, disruptive. They're more reckless. You get a kid dressed in sharp, they behave sharp. Our clothing, it, it matters. And think about the Think about the you know the Emmys and the Grammys and the awards out in the world. I'm talking about the worst of the heathen of the world. I mean, people with no morals and no decency. But when they come to an award ceremony, they dress sharp in the finest of clothing. I just don't believe our society doesn't value things being sharp and first class. But there's something about the the slob look that is somehow uh, attractive. We've allowed the devil to get us to dress down in church and school and out in public. And there's some correlation between how we look and what we think of ourselves. And I, I don't believe anybody can deny that first impressions matter. What people see, you know, it's interesting how they said of David, they were describing David to Saul when uh, David was just a shepherd and Saul was the king looking for some help. And they said, behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning and playing, a mighty valiant man, a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person. And the Lord's with him. He, uh, he's, a, he's musical. He's a soldier. He's got character. And he's good looking. You know what? It matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. And I want to encourage you. Um, let, let your outsides, it's okay to be sharp. It's okay to, uh, to look first class. And uh, everybody's got to decide how they want to do it and whatever. And our church is filled with all types of people. But I, I can tell you, when I... When I saw a faithful Christian couple, uh, what appeared to be, you know, I didn't know every detail, but when I noticed they they had took a turn, they they changed, they started, they'd show up at a wedding and the kids would just be ragamuffins or they'd show up for a special event at church and the, and the kids would be ragging. And mom and dad would look pretty sharp, but I thought, you know, there's something missing there. And, um, and now, you know, many, many years later, um, I think most of those kids are out of church and, and mom and dad as well. Um, I think it's a dangerous thing when we don't make things important that are important. And church is important. Family gatherings are important. Now, if the family's out working in the yard, digging a ditch, or you're, you know, I took my son hunting recently. I didn't wear a tie, but I'll tell you, I, I, I was clean. The clothes I wore were clean. They're sharp. And I was going to look sharp. I'm not one of these hunters that has cami shirts and pants and all that stuff. But um, but I want to be sharp. I want my hair combed. And um, I think being sharp is better than being a slob. There's a lot of Goddard in there today more than Bible. But um, I've watched 50 years of Christianity and I've watched 66 years of change in this country. And I don't think being a slob is a help, not to our nation, nor to our homes, nor to our churches. Well, God bless you and look forward to joining in, joining with you on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.